This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As you may already know, not all movement practices are designed in an equal way. In the Lit Yoga Method, we help you retrain your brain and body to move better for everyday life. Through physical therapy drills, yoga, functional mobility, core stability, and flexibility, the Lit Method rewires habitual movement patterns and postural imbalances to help you feel stronger, more energized, and more balanced, both on and off the mat. Our online platform, The Lit Daily, is designed for easy convenience with a robust offering of class types, so you can boost your energy while getting stress relief. Improved brain wiring means you will move with more ease and efficiency because we teach you the how and why behind movement choices, not just poses for the sake of poses. All movement teachers on the platform are certified by LIT and share a common language providing education with clear cues that give you the needed reinforcement for enhancing your movement habits. Thousands of students in over 50 countries get LIT to feel more confident, more powerful, and more alive. We offer two subscription options for all levels and bodies. The Lit Daily option consists of over 500 classes in our library, with so many categories I can't even list them, but some include short on time, injury prevention, stress reliefs, and different body parts. There's also a Tuesday and Thursday live class that's streamed on the daily, and there's always a class of the day to help you take the guesswork out of what class to do. Lit Daily members also get 50% off the monthly workshops. The Lit Prime subscription offer has everything in the daily, plus over 20 weekly live Zoom classes with Lit teachers providing real-time feedback. This is wonderful for community and to get your feedback from a teacher for your own alignment. We also get free monthly workshops in the Lit Prime option. Both of these are streamable right into any TV or device through an Android, iPhone, and iPad apps. Movement changes everything, and when we move better, we feel better. So sign up for our free two-week trial and see how getting lit can help you feel your best today and for years to come. I'm Laura Hyman, and welcome to Redefining Movement, a lit podcast designed to investigate all aspects of movement from my background in physical therapy and neuroscience. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter movement patterns and compassion for ourselves and others, so together we can live our most uplifted lives, benefiting all beings.
Welcome to Monthly Motivation. Even saying the word motivation just has this cellular, visceral feeling, and it's really because words mean a lot. They carry weight to them. And that is why I feel motivated to talk about this month's topic, which is the power of the words, phrases, I can, I will. I'm such a believer in these phrases that I even designed the lit mat with these words on them. So when you're facing one direction, it says I can. And when you're facing another direction, it says I will. And they're just words and phrases that I have indelibly imprinted into my own language. And that has translated into so much in my life that gave me hope, gave me direction, gave me confidence, gave me resilience. And I think it's really based on the way it makes us feel. It's physical, it's psychological, but it's not fluffy. It's not toxic positivity. It's not everything's going to be fine, even though it feels like it sucks today, which is fine to say as well. But it's really this embodiment of a perspective that I think translates into actions. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the science of that, because I know it's worked for me having that I can, I will. I've had So many people who said, oh my gosh, when I look down at the mat and I see that, it gives me this burst. It gives me this reminder that I can. And it's the belief that you can do something that is always the prerequisite to being able to accomplishing it, to being able to put into action what you want to do. One of my favorite sayings was from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that really speaks to the power of how our beliefs follow the messages that we send, the words that we tell ourselves, because words are powerful. All words have potential power, whether they're written or read or spoken. And so this is something I have experienced, and I know many of you have experienced intuitively, and guess what? Science has confirmed the tremendous power our words have. They have on ourselves on our relationships, on our outlook, on our way we interact with others, our communities, and in the world around us. So the words we speak, they reflect, but they also shape our thoughts. And our thoughts have been shown to shape the physical structure of our brains. So in an NPR interview with science writer Sharon Begley, and it's called, Can Thoughts and Actions Change Our Brains?, She revealed how findings in neuroplasticity suggest the way we think can not only change the structure of our brains, but even lead to the regrowth of brain cells. And we're often talking about neuroplasticity in lit, and this is a perfect example of it, of being able to regrow neurons and the way that they string together, fire together, wire together can change Your brain, and in changing your brain, you change your reality and your actions. In a book called Words Can Change Your Brain, that's the title of the book, Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's a neuroscientist at Thomas Jefferson University, and Mark Robert Waldman, a communication expert, they wrote, quote, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. That's wild. I feel like we knew this, but in their book, in their research, a single word has the power to change the expression of genes. Also, according to these experts, 
exercising positive thoughts can quite literally change one's reality. So they conclude that by holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, you stimulate frontal lobe activity. And this area specifically includes the language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex responsible for moving you into action. So isn't that cool? We talk about movement and this is redefining movement. Redefining movement is also rewiring your brain. And that could be how you speak to yourself, the words you say, because now we know this frontal lobe where specific language centers connect directly to the motor cortex can move you into action, perhaps in a different way than you were moving before or thinking before. Their research has shown the longer you concentrate on these words, the more you begin to affect other areas of the brain. Over time, they said, sustained positive thought functions in the parietal lobe start to change. And this changes the perception of self and those around us. Essentially, when you have a more positive outlook, you have a more positive outlook toward others, toward yourself, and you're training your brain to see around you, within you. It's incredible. They really write a lot more about how these consistent positive thoughts and speech, and I place I can, I will in that positive thought and speech because it's a phrase, a declaration of potential, not the negative. And that is what changes our self-perception, how we interact, what we're capable of doing, and then making changes accordingly, the I will part. Because we have thought patterns. We know this. Think of a thought pattern that has worked for you or a thought pattern that hasn't worked for you. These thought patterns, in a way, work or don't work because they, in fact, shape the actions that are taken. If you have a thought that's constantly negative or fearful, that's what you're going to see in a way. That's your perception. And then your actions are quite possibly going to be wired to that. And what we want to do is think, I can, then becomes I will. And we focus on capability instead of process. This capability is I don't need to know exactly what the outcome is, but I can go for it. I can try. And then I will be accomplishing that. All right, more research. This is cool too. A 2018 article called Sticks and Stones, The Impact of Language and Musculoskeletal Rehab. So this was really interesting to me as a physical therapist. And I can tell you from my own experience how important it is the way that we clinicians, physical therapists, occupational therapists, doctors speak to clients, to patients. Super important. And this article really highlights that. It recommends, based on research, that doctors use language to talk about well-known conditions to facilitate recovery. So some of the proposed replacements were including using normal age changes versus chronic degenerative changes, or using needing more strength and control instead of instability. So speaking in a way that is truthful, but not putting words into the lexicon that might have the capacity to cause more harm. Let's speak to the capacity to heal versus the potential for harming. This is super important. I remember people that I worked with, and I'm so glad I had so much available, progressive 
information and mentors around me who were speaking like this, who were realizing when someone came in and said, oh, I have a bad knee, we didn't say, oh, which one's your bad knee? It might be like, which is your affected or your less affected side? Or tell me how your knee has been affecting your daily life. Speaking about it, not as a good or bad thing, certainly not a bad thing. And that really helps because people get very attached to this idea. Like when people say, I'm not good at yoga, or I'm not good at dancing, or I'm not coordinated. How much of that are you reinforcing by saying it, by creating this wiring that believes it to be true? And then the actions are just going to reinforce it. So researchers discovered in 2021 that verbal encouragement, specifically the words, go as far as you can, improve performance on a balance test for people experiencing chronic ankle instability. Now, the words didn't improve performance for the control group, meaning one group was going to get the verbal encouragement and one group wasn't. The control group that didn't get those positive verbal encouragements, they didn't improve their performance. So the researchers proposed that there is this psychological component that may prevent people from performing their best while they have an injury because they think, I have a bad ankle. For example, I can't run very well. I can't stand on that leg because that's my bad ankle. But encouraging words can help and may help them, in fact, overcome some of that instability just by thinking and hearing that. So they looked at the effects of a sports teacher or a PE teacher's words to teen players during different types of games they would be playing. And it showed that the games that were played with encouragement from the teacher resulted in increased physical intensity, greater enjoyment, and a more positive mood state among the players. So this goes back to this reinforcement that verbal encouragement and written encouragement, the feeling of I can, I will, can really not only improve the motivation to do something, but then can also improve the actual performance of it. So it's going a step further. It's not just saying, I can, it's I will, and then look at me, I have. It's so amazing how powerful these words are, these feelings are. And this study showed that verbal encouragement was impacting physiological responses. And they measured this in a variety of ways, specifically your heart rate max. So that's how much you can increase your heart rate max and sustain it. And that would be the high intensity that promoted this increased performance. This force teacher's encouragement motivated the players to provide a higher level of engagement. They were working harder and feeling better in working harder. That's a win-win right there. And I experienced that on the mat, that if I feel a little rusty or tired and I'm not motivated so much, I just start moving a little bit. And then I look at those words and they're so imprinted also, even if I'm practicing on somebody else's mat, I feel the I can, I will in my movement. And it doesn't take long because of that wiring to then feel it. All the feelings of I'd rather be taking a nap or relaxing just go away because I want to exert myself. I want to increase my energy. I don't have to do much input at that point because it's more automatic. We are bodies of energy. Everything is energy in different states of vibration. So this physicist, Werner Heisenberg, he stated, atoms or elementary particles themselves are not real. They form a world of potentialities or possibilities rather than one of things or facts. So the energy is vibrating at these different frequencies, having different effects in our worlds. Words 
are frequencies, they're vibrations, and they are also tools that can help us change the potentiality, the possibility. Often, we're not even really aware of the impact of the things, whether they're negative or positive, because it's unconscious. So if we're more conscious of the words we speak, of the words we write down, think of how many words you look at, how many images you look at. These are all going into the brain and having some vibrational effect. And that, again, is not woo-woo. It's how we, as bodies of energy, respond. Dr. Sadga wrote, some of us are in the habit of using the same negative words over and over again. The problem is that the more we hear, read, or speak a word or phrase, the more power it has over us. This is because the brain uses repetition to learn, searching for patterns and consistencies as a way to make sense of the world around us. He goes on to say, this is a particular concern when we consider a phenomenon called the illusion of truth effect. It basically proves that any statement we read, see, or speak regularly is seen as more valid than one we're exposed to only occasionally. Now, of course, this can work really well for people who are trying to send lots of messages to you, think about advertising or something, that it becomes more valid in a way. But the repetition has the power to change our mind. So therefore, let's repeat something that has a lot of positive and powerful weight to it because the power of our words really do help define our reality. And so what does that mean in terms of I can, I will? It can mean that I can acknowledge that I'm struggling now, or I can acknowledge I might have fatigue now, or I can acknowledge that I'm moving differently than I did 10 years ago. I'm just giving them examples. But I can show up and continue to challenge myself, challenge my movement. I can challenge myself at work. I'm really mostly going to talk about movement because that's really where the mat is. But what I want you to know is the mat is your palette. It's your canvas that represents life, how we move, pay attention to, breathe, notice, believe, encourage, all the things we want to do for ourselves on the mat. We are practicing and wiring that to do it in our lives. I know that for me personally, when I have had moments, even in the last couple of months of tremendous change and moving and exhaustion and emotional roller coasters with all family members. My husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer and had his prostate removed. And thank goodness that was all he had to do. There was no more treatment, but there was just a lot to hold. And I know that the feeling of I can was part of my ethos and code that I just knew I would continue to be strong. I wouldn't be withering. I wouldn't be diminished by the challenge because I challenge my body and I've challenged myself in other ways. And this is just a new way it was challenged. And I always say it, and I mean it so truthfully that I am able to handle a lot because of the way I practice movement, because I practice with this, I can, I will. I can challenge myself. I can try something new. I can be more creative. I can forget about any limitations. I don't even think about age or these parameters. I just think I'm in a body that is hungry for more challenge and energy, and I'm going to give it to my body and my spirit. Brendan McCaughey says, if words help shape and define our reality, then etymology is physics. So this goes back to the 
physics that I was talking about earlier, this idea of the physicists saying atoms or elementary particles themselves are not real. So etymology, words, are physics. Understanding the words we use regularly is as important as understanding the physical laws of nature. This is what Brendan says. And it's, again, the power are in the words that we read, that we say to ourselves. And sometimes we can think ourselves out of action instead of thinking ourselves toward what we actually want. And instead of reframing and rewiring and then repeating this idea of, I can, I will. And that's massive. The power of the two words, I can, are so strong in life, in movement, in relationships. And that follow through creates that wonderful feedback loop of habit. There's a fulfillment in that. So we're propagating and nourishing our energy and our ideas. And then we can bring it into so many other elements. I know the bringing my lit movement into being a brand that started in my first house art studio with five people in it, I just kept on opening the door of I can. I can teach more people. Yes, I can create a teacher training so that I can teach people about this methodology. Yes, I can open up a studio. I just kept saying I can, then figuring out, then putting in action. And that isn't to say I did it all on my own, because no, part of I can is knowing what brings you fulfillment and joy and what you're good at and what you want to devote your time to and then what other parts you want to get help because I can bring people into the fold as well. And it really works well in business to have that I can. So think about how powerful the statement, I can. It's saying it's possible, it can be done, and I can do it. And then I will get it done. It's not, let's hope it happens. Will has a will behind it. It has a strength. It has a power. It means it's going to happen. So how can you put these into your life? I know some of you listening, you have my mat, and I would love to hear your feedback of how the I can and I will are for you. But I tell people, put the little bumper stickers up for yourself, like the sticky notes. I can, I will. I can believe in me. I can do this. I can do anything if I put myself into action. Thomas Edison said, genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. So you have to do, the I can't is definitely an active thing because it's not sitting around saying, maybe, I hope I can. It's I can. It is, I'm taking this into action. And the more that we take it into action, that's when we get the I will. I can stay present. How about just being present and focused on the here and now and what needs to get done? So when people fall off the wagon of movement or any kind of movement practice, it feels like too much to just start up again. How about I can give myself five minutes right now and let me do some movement? You do that and then you do it again and then you're going to want more. And it's like a pebble that you throw in the water and it just starts expanding and having a bigger impact. Don't not do the I can because it feels too much today. Just make it a smaller dose. How do you want to grow? What do you want to accomplish? And it might not be anything more than I want to take better care of myself. And I can. Rudyard Kipling said, words are, of course, the most powerful drug used by mankind. How can we bring more of this uplifting potion into our lives? Surround yourself with this testament, these uplifting words. Put the affirmations on sticky notes around your office, around your home. People wear clothes that have positive messages on them. We have them all the time. And I know when I'm out and about and I have one of my be all in or 
be kind or something like that, or stand tall, people look at it, they read it, and you can see it has an energetic effect on them. Generally, someone will comment, oh, thank you for making me remember that. The power of repetition is hugely impactful, effective, and it spreads. So we can spread to other. You can change the way you're living your life and have that ripple effect for others. So my invitation to you is to clarify your I can and apply it in your life. Start with your movement practice because it is so effective. It's effective at helping rewire the brain, rewire the patterns of thinking, the patterns of moving and breathing. They're all like this woven pot that come together to create this potency of the best drug around, which is your words matter, how you speak to yourself matter. And so I wrote this a few years back, and I would like to just end with this. Can we hold firm, but be soft to receive? Can we stay present, but be open to the future? Can we live in alignment, but color outside the lines? Can we experience a pose, but not attach value to it? Can we move every day, verb, noun? Can we? We can. So can you move in the way that feeds and fuels you? I know you can. And as always, I'm pulling for you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Redefining Movement. If you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a rating and review or share with someone you know. Check us out at www.litmethod.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.